guys, hello and a very warm welcome back. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 56. I'm Jojo Fraser and I'm delighted to have you here. Um, however you show up, be it anxious, tired, happy, excited, stressed, low, doesn't matter. I'm just so glad you're here and I want to remind you of my passion for people and my passion of my personal belief that everyone is equal. I'd like to think a lot of us feel this way. Um, Everyone is equal. Um, And and when I say feel this way, I don't just mean about other people, I mean about yourself. I want to remind you that you are just as capable as anyone else to do whatever you want to do to be happy. And happiness means lots of different things to lots of different people. So it might not be flying first class. That would make me quite happy. In fact, Bonnie said to me, when we were flying with EasyJet recently, Mum, I don't like these cues and I don't like their safety instructions. Can you work a little bit harder? Um, bless her. That girl's got swag. Um, but yeah, freedom to me is happiness. Um, love is happiness. And oh, so many things. But I just want to encourage you to find more of what makes you happy and to give yourself permission and I've been doing a lot of study behind the scenes this week. It's We had a, a holiday there and it was fantastic and I had a mega screen detox, which was lovely. Um, but the people pleaser in me was like, oh, I feel so bad. I've not liked any posts. I've not commented. I'm looking really inconsiderate. I meet so many great people on social media and I want to keep up with all of them. And that's just impossible. Um, and yeah. It is, isn't it? And sometimes it gets overwhelming, the opportunities we have these days to meet so many people and connect, but we can't spend our day like a robot on social media, you know? So just a reminder not to take things personally if your friends aren't always liking your posts or people that you like and you know. Um, We're all just doing what we can um, because people are still searching for this and coming through to my website and my articles. So yeah, I'm really excited about the discussion this week. It ties in so well with some of the research I've been doing behind the scenes and I just feel like there's so much I want to share with you all. Um, But let's start with healing your inner self. Now, I have an amazing author person, Nicola Humber. She also has her own publishing company now and she's working with some amazing people, amazing authors with really authentic titles. And... Nicola Humber, so she wrote Heal Your Inner Good Girl and then followed by Unbound, which takes it to a deeper level. And her passion and her life purpose is to find and help people find their unbound self. So when she speaks of unbound, you may see that as your soul or your essence, that little bit of you. Um, She would call it unbound and I, I like that. And we have a fascinating discussion right now, guys. I'm really excited that you're here to hear it. It inspired me and I know if you listen with an open mind, give yourself this time. I know I know, I know, I know it'll inspire you too. I know it will speak to you. So if you're interrupted, which we often are, just switch off and get back on when you're in a quiet space. I love podcasts when I drive. I love moments in the bath with them. I love going out for a walk in nature and tuning in sometimes. Just do what's right for you, but please listen with an open mind. And my ultimate desire is this helps you. So shall we get her in? Shall I stop rambling? One more thing, guys. I'm on Audible now. If you want to listen to Mummy Jojo Uncut, time for a mojo injection, I'm speaking to you. I hope it's like a soothing hug. Um, 
it's only about four and a half hours so that's you know it's not a big commitment I listen to a lot of audible books um, it, you can get through it fairly quickly so turn that traffic jam into something positive let me inject a little bit of mojo back and it's not really about the author this book wasn't about me it's about how you read it it's about how you interpret it and how you can apply it to your life so that's why I always say on here listen with an open mind and you'll get a lot more out of it stay curious judge less love more and all my love to you right are we recording yes we are we are we, are. we finally got here third time lucky thank you so much and we're, we're in america right now aren't we no, I'm not actually. I'm oh. I'm in the UK um, for another two weeks, and then I fly back. To the ah, I thought we yeah. were in America. That's the joy of Zoom. You know, you can be anywhere. Um, but thank you so much. I'll let you introduce yourself from your authentic, unbound way, and then we'll chat all things nasty girl, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> unbound self and good girl. I like nasty girl. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm Nicola, Nicola Humber, uh, author of Heal Your Inner Good Girl and Unbound. And basically my story, and I won't go into the whole story now, is that I used to be, or I was brought up as like the archetypal good girl, like always wanting to get it right, please others, do the right thing. So always thinking about what other people wanted or expected from me and uh, the past kind of 10 years or so has been a real journey of moving, like letting go of my inner good girl to become more unbound, which is my word. So the first book was Heal Your Inner Good Girl and the second book was Unbound, where it's kind of going deeper into being your unbound self. And, you know, it's a reflection of my journey, really, from good girl to unbound woman. Amazing. And you've got a publishing company as well. Yeah. And that was completely unplanned <laughs> and unexpected. Um, the Unbound Press, which is a, a publishing imprint for unbound women. It was kind of birthed through my book, Unbound. Um, my publisher, we share a publisher, um, Jojo, don't we? And um, they suggested that I start this publishing imprint the unbound press specifically for women authors who want to share um to share their stories and their unbound truth and their unique magic with the world so we launched in november last year and we've got seven authors already congratulations the book, yeah the first book has literally just been released and <sighs> What's it I'm, called? It's called The New Normal, Coming Out as Transgender in Midlife. I love it, that name. By Jennifer Booker. It's, it's an incredible book. She's an amazing woman. And, you know, the story is, yeah, it's just such an amazing story, such an unbound story. So it was the perfect book for our first release. So I love I, it. I'm kind of more excited about... <laughs> other people's books and being part of that than I even was about my own it just feels more special in some way 
Oh, well, that's so nice because you're really giving back because I believe strongly that we all have this voice. We all have this little bit of magic inside of us, don't we? And I say mm-hmm. it all the time because it's easy to forget that and the inner critic can really, really creep in and be a bit of a dick, you know? I'm like, just be nice. Um, so I think the more we talk about it and the more we remind ourselves that we do have uh, it was described recently as an essence, which I quite like. So that mm. when we strip everything away, like the limiting beliefs of other people and the expectations, as you were saying, of what other people want. And when we work on ourselves to strip all these layers away, there's this essence of who we really are. Um, yeah. Do you believe that's your soul? Do you believe, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess. You know, what I talk about as the unbound self is really kind of your soul. And it is, I love that word, essence. Essence, it's who you were when you came into the world before you started to take on all these stories about who and how you should be. And I think that, you know, your essence, your soul, your unbound self, um, you know, she knows completely who you are. She knows what your vision, you know, the vision for you in this lifetime on this earth. She knows what you're here for. And I believe that our life's purpose really is to, like you say, strip away or unbind ourselves Mm -hmm. from all these limiting stories about, you know, how we should show up in the world and how we should express ourselves and what we should do mm-hmm. so that we can come back to our unique essence, definitely. When you think of it like that, the world just seems crazy because you're born and it's and when we, you know, it's back to the magic in us. I get people to think back to that day they were born or if you've had a baby, because obviously you're not going to remember, but, you know, talk to your mm-hmm. parents or whatever, or think back or watch a, a baby being born, right? So I'm thinking of my own kids and that miracle and that buzz in the room. Everyone's writing down the exact moment my son and daughter came into the world and it just feels so overwhelmingly special. Everyone that's born, it's such a special story. But when you think of it like that, and then you say, but then we're brought into this world that's full of bull and ego and opinions and nasty stuff and it could get quite depressing if you think of it too much couldn't it I know I know it could do and actually I think there's probably times in my life when I have felt quite kind of despondent about that and it's like oh I've got all of this stuff that I've picked up throughout my life and am I going to be forever (laughs) trying to kind of strip back and unbind myself from all of these kind of limiting beliefs and limiting stories mm-hmm. but actually now and, and particularly through the process of writing my books I see it as a as a gift in a way I think we kind of pick up um stuff throughout our lives like a unique kind of combination of like stories and beliefs that we pick up and the unbinding process is unique to each one of us and that is what helps us to kind of dive more deeply into our unique magic and be able to share it with the world as well like if I hadn't had my experience and like you know I had a great upbringing but I picked up that I was the older older sister in my um in my family like I always did really well at school, you know, I was seen as the good girl and I learned that if I behaved in that way, then I got approval. Mm-hmm. 
and you know I was accepted by people so I took on that role and my experience of that although it was limiting it's put me in this position now that I'm able to support other kind of recovering good girls to be more unbound so I can see the gift in my experience even though you know at times it's felt like really limiting and really restrictive Mm -hmm. oh no okay but that is part of my unique journey so like seeing the seeing the gold in those kind of limiting experiences if that makes sense I, I absolutely love it and so many will relate I relate um you know I've done the personality tests and it'll say so one of the key ones is I'm a protagonist so I'm two percent of the population good leaders good coaches good teachers but really if you think too much about what other people say it can really drag you away from that space you're meant to be and you can give yourself unnecessary emotional baggage and there'll be a lot of people that relate to that or they're called a pushover my thing is I I pick my battles I don't I'm all for peace and love great Mm -hmm. But sometimes, but where's that balance between picking your battles, not um, creating drama, but that that you're kind of not being too much of a pushover to the extent where you're not um, like as happy as you could be. You're you're being um, manipulated, or you're not getting your way as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. It's a very subtle balance. It can feel quite subtle, and, and I get that as well. I'm not um, kind of out there all the time, kind of, you know, in this kind of confrontational way. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of the time, I'm like, no, go, go with the flow. Even if someone is saying something I don't particularly agree with, you know, if it's not, if it doesn't feel like my kind of battle it's like okay I'm gonna let that go because I think it's important that we um don't get too bogged down by the drama the way I check in around it and this is not I don't do this perfectly by any means sometimes I let things go and afterwards I'm like I wish I'd said something about that but what I try to do as much as possible is like really come and check in with my body because I think your body will always let you know if something um you know it doesn't really matter to you it's not really your your battle and it's something that you can let go you will feel that in your body it will just you you know your body will feel um you won't go into kind of tension or constriction it will feel just kind of you know you'll feel that sense of freedom in your body if I feel something and I usually feel it in my stomach or my throat those are the two places that kind of speak to me very clearly if something feels off to me um maybe someone's asked me to do something and initially I thought yes and then I'm like "Mm, no I don't think this is really for me Mm -hmm. I will feel that in my body Mm -hmm. or I'll feel this sense of constriction in my throat Mm -hmm. and it's like okay I need to do something I need to put a boundary in place here I need to kind of either say no um hopefully before I've agreed to do something you know like hopefully it'll come up in the moment um or I need to kind of let somebody know that I don't agree with them you know I will listen to my body because this is my greatest source of wisdom um so that's how I 
that's how I tend to check in around that. And I think sometimes there's power in slowing down a bit so we can be yes. in tune because in the past I've kind of been so busy and rushing from one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let that slide, do that. And then it just hits you boom and you go, actually, I need to take a bit more time to get that clarity or to listen to what my body's telling me. Those gut Always. Feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, um, you know, I've definitely done that. I still do it at times. Yeah. I'll just kind of, you know, be up in my head, uh-huh. making decisions from up in my head. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm a recovering good girl and I am still recovering from that. And the good girl likes to be busy. You know, she likes to be in action because that is what is rewarded and yeah. celebrated generally in our society. Uh-huh. Um, so sometimes I forget to actually slow down and check in and, you know, I'll pay the price for that because I'll kind of either get sick or burned out or I'll end up kind of going down this path and thinking, oh no, how am I going to unwind myself from this? It's so much easier to kind of slow down and check in as we're going. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that's a process. That's a learning process. Definitely. It really is. And I thought there was power in that statement. The good girl likes to be busy. There'll be so many of us that relate to that. And good guy, if you're a guy tuning in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's that pressure to be busy and to please others and to make progress. And sometimes we lose that balance. But actually, I heard that the busier we feel, the more we need to take time out, be it for self-care, you know, whatever that means to you as well, meditation, mindful practice, going, you know, to a choir to sing or or whatever it is where you can just slow down. I mean, how do you, what are your things to slow that down? Mm -hmm. For me, I mean, one of my non-negotiables and, you know, it's been a process for me to make this non-negotiable is to get out for a walk every day even if it's kind of 15 minutes if I've got a busy day um, I will go out and walk in nature so even if I'm in the city you know I'll try and kind of get to a park or even just a tree you know (laughs) just get outside and and be in nature and feel that sense of connection because at times I can find it challenging to actually sit in meditation like sometimes yeah that's great. I can do it. Um, I think there's kind of a, a cyclical quality to this. So at times in my cycle, cause I think our, you know, what we need uh, in our lives and, um, what we want in our lives, it kind of ebbs and flows according to where we are in our own cycles and cycles of the moon. And, you know, this is one of the principles of living unbound that I talk about. So sometimes I can sit in meditation quite happily. Other times, um I need to be kind of moving like so I might do some yoga but always I think walking for me is a way to just take a break and and have that process of checking in you know and that's always you know in terms of self-care it's important but you know working with women writers now I think creatively it's important as well to have those times during our day where we are not kind of in busy mode that we make some space for ourselves because that's when the ideas come through that's when the downloads come through yeah Um, yeah so walking is definitely my biggest one I would say 
I love it. I love it. I go through stages as well. And it was interesting what you said. Um, I've got a podcast out all about PMS and our cycle. And um, have you heard of the sort of uh, thinking of our cycle and seasons, you know, mm. spring, summer, autumn, winter. Yeah. I, I started keeping a mood journal and I, I noticed that the kind of spring, summer, I was like buzzing and like, woo and uh, was saying you should do more of your speaking gigs then if you can if you get the, yeah. the diary but you know I've been to speaking gigs and the, the heat of PMS and you hear that inner critic and for me it's like well it's clearly just a, a dip in these hormones and the estrogen levels and whatever it is and uh I was like, oh, but I, I just sort of have to put on a show in those times. So I have to push a bit more, but you just rely on the adrenaline when you're up there. But I thought that was quite a good point to sort of try and manage your diary if you can, where you're going to be hormonal um, or, you know, you said something about the moon. There's so many things that can impact, yeah. isn't it? There are. And literally the season that we're in as well. I mean, as we're speaking now, it's kind of spring um, coming into summer where we do tend to feel more like kind of being out there uh, and you know more extroverted and um you know able more to be with people whereas in the winter yeah. it's like more a time of retreating and being yeah. solitary but the thing is we're not taught any well I certainly wasn't taught any of this when I was growing up there's this expectation that we should feel the same all the time we should be able to be in action all the time you know, that, that um, if we do kind of feel emotional, then there's something wrong with us. Or if we feel like we want to be kind of resting and retreating, it's like, oh, well, no, there's, there must be something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's a part of our natural cycle. So I think this is a really important part of, of, living, of living unbound, kind of getting to know our own cycles of energy. Yeah. And... And honouring those as much as we can. And obviously, as you said there, Jojo, we can't do that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I'm in perimenopause at the moment. So my cycle is all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. I can't plan around it. Uh -huh. But, you know, I, I do try and live in alignment with my, my cycle, well, the different cycles of my life as much as possible. So a lot of that comes down to acceptance, you know, accepting yeah. where you're at right now and knowing uh, people say to me, oh, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with menopause. I'm, I'm so moody. Same with PMS or, you know, PMDD yeah. um, awareness month is just, well, April. And uh, there's so many things that can impact. So what, how do you, if you're feeling frustrated, I mean, are you more for natural things or what's your thoughts on taking pills and things to help you through that too? I think, you know, for me, if I can, I like to rely more on natural options um, as much as I can. But it depends, I think, how, how strong the kind of impact of it is. So I would never say, oh, we well, don't take medication for kind of any of these symptoms. Because the truth is, you know, I said we're not really kind of taught about this as we're, we're growing up. So I think a lot of women mm -hmm. like try and, you know, be the good girl and, and carry on doing everything, pushing down their emotions mm -hmm. a lot of the time where, where there are these natural times during the month and during our lives where 
we're meant to be expressing ourselves more fully um and that kind of like edginess is meant to be coming out we're meant to be a bit more um I'm trying to think of the right word feisty or yeah yeah that's the perfect word yeah um but you know we've kind of been taught to rein that in and the thing is that can make these symptoms um hormonal symptoms stronger and more detrimental to us so i think women expressing yourself when yeah. you're not when you're not when you're perhaps letting fear take over of course you, you've got something to say say yeah. it yeah yes exactly exactly so and, and you know that can actually help with the kind of ups and downs and the the mood swings that we experience when we are expressing ourselves consistently and meeting our needs like throughout the month and and throughout our lives mm -hmm. then i think we don't get these kind of um like really really strong um hormonal symptoms when we come to like um our premenstrual time or kind of menopause uh -huh. so i guess that would be kind of my number one way to manage these symptoms is to think okay well what have i been what have i been holding back what have i been holding down and to oh, express okay. it express yourself yeah exactly yeah i think that's really really good advice actually for people when you're suppressing that emotion when you've got this mask on be that yeah. you know ego trying to seem perfect or yeah. not wanting to cause a fuss um and sometimes you yeah it's so right you when you're not talking you're not sharing you're not that perhaps you can really make everything else spiral a bit more well you know it's talking about your body you know how our bodies always know and they're our greatest source of wisdom mm -hmm. so if we're experiencing symptoms whether they're physical or emotional symptoms i think it is kind of our body or, and our souls even like calling to us going no mm -hmm. <laughs> you know come back to your true self yeah. so you know i think it is a key way for us to you know not just in relation to hormonal symptoms you know like uh, pms or um like really kind of like debilitate debilitating menopausal symptoms uh -huh. a key way to kind of make sure that we don't experience those so much is to express ourselves because otherwise our body will be you know trying to get us to notice <laughs> that we've been holding back ah it's like you're in prison you know? it is yeah you need to break free i think in songs okay yeah uh, people I want to break free yeah i i just my life is i want to break free yeah. <laughs> I, I i just think music is the greatest gift uh and i yeah i uh i think sometimes it's good there's a lot of um chat about having a mantra um and a, a lot of my mantras are songs that i can sing to remind myself but um powerful yeah so, what, what was the what would you say in terms of feedback about the books um has been the most kind of powerful is there a part that's really resonated with people and you could give me one from each book or do you know what certainly for the first one heal your inner good girl i think just the idea of the inner good girl is being very powerful in itself yeah. and it's been powerful for me personally uh-huh 
and also for the women who have read it and are reading it it's like oh okay that understanding that kind of the inner good girl isn't us it's like this construct of all the messages that we receive kind of from our families from our schools but also kind of culturally and in society about how we should be as women and particularly as little girls so I think it's very freeing and you know this has been the feedback that I've received it's it's very freeing to realize oh okay that isn't me like the inner good girl that isn't me there might be kind of qualities that she has that I have as well but I'm so much more than that yeah. um and that's been what you know women who've been reading the book have been kind of telling me it's like oh okay so now I can start to move beyond this and you know a big part of that in that book was I talk about this kind of cult of busyness and how we have to be doing all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been kind of a revelation for a lot of women who've read the book. It's like, oh, okay, so I don't actually have to be in this continual busyness. I can kind of take a break and, and do less. Cause I believe that actually we, when we do less, we become more. And actually, we can be more productive, we can be far more productive when we're doing less and actually being in this place of busyness. So, you know, that's, that's been a big one. And really, that theme carries on in Unbound. You know, I talk about our cyclical nature, and that has been, um, yeah, that's been one that a lot of women have, have commented on and again found it very, very freeing um yeah and you know that word unbound as well it just seems to resonate <laughs> with a lot of women it's like oh my goodness they just hear that word and it it just helps them to feel this sense of expansion and that's how it was for me when I came to that word it was like oh, yeah this is this kind of describes exactly how I want to feel I love it. And I really like what you say about we can achieve more when we do less. Yeah. That's another powerful statement. Um, and I think I always remember a lecture I was in at university. It was a marketing lecture and the guy kept going, you know, focus, focus. You know, if you take on everything, you are going to get burnt out because your body and your mind can only do so much. But sometimes it can become addictive and you want to you feel like, well, if I'm bringing this book out I need to get this book out within eight months and you're like well who's who said you need to get your book out within eight months mm -hmm. is that right for you mm. are you are you listening um who said you need to you know it could be anything oh I've ran a half marathon I need to sign up for the full marathon in six months I've anything you can think about and I've I've been I've got into those cycles right I've done this I need yeah. to do this the next thing the next thing the next thing and you're almost not appreciating what you've actually achieved yeah how do we get that balance between doing a bit less but still having that fulfilling that need to make progress mm -hmm. I think you know what you what you were describing there Jojo is it's so important to kind of recognize this because you know again this is something I talk about 
um, in the books is that, you know, the good girl has always got her eyes on the road ahead. It's like, yeah, I've done that. What's next? Always what's next. So not taking that time to appreciate. And actually, I think, you know, for all of us, when we just, again, it's about slowing down, pausing and taking time to appreciate how far we've come. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really important piece because what you'll recognize is you've already done so much (laughs) you know you've come so far you've achieved so much and that like coming from a place of appreciation moving forward from that rather than moving forward from this place of I've got to prove myself yes that helps us to kind of really check in and achieve more of what's actually really important to us Mm -hmm. so like you said just because you've done a half marathon maybe it's not on your your path to do a full marathon it's not an auto you know rather than being on autopilot and going okay I've done this I need to do something bigger and better Mm. you know just spending some time appreciating the fact that oh my goodness I've done a half marathon Mm. and really allowing yourself to be in that experience Mm. and to you know be in gratitude Mm. around that will help you to kind of process it and integrate it and then from that point maybe you do decide to do a marathon or maybe you're like okay that's enough maybe I want to do something different or maybe I want to just kind of rest and give myself permission just to kind of do what what feels good so I think I mean and I encourage this I run a, a Facebook group and in that group every Friday we have like a celebration Friday which is about just pausing and reflecting okay what's gone well over the past seven days rather than constantly being okay what am I doing next it's like no you know what have I done what's happened this week that is worth celebrating so I think you know taking that time to appreciate and celebrate how far we've come so important so Mm. important and for mental health week it's going to be all about body image and about confidence and I know that's a really difficult topic there's a lot of pressure on social media about expectations of how our body should be now for me I am more about I feel good when I exercise it makes me Mm -hmm. feel better um and uh, trying to be in tune with what well, well, do I want to eat this so my my issue is kind of sometimes I just eat when I'm not hungry because it's an emotional thing it's like an, a reward or a, a happy association from childhood and I'm very clear of that still a work in progress you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but but how do we work on our our confidence with our body image mm, I mean this is a huge this is such a huge area and I don't think there's, there's a simple answer around this. I, you know, I believe it's like the same answer again, but it's coming back to focusing on being fully expressed in the world and the fullest expression of who we're here to be. So kind of taking the emphasis off how, we look and how our bodies are like appreciating our bodies for the fact that oh my goodness like I said our bodies are our greatest source of wisdom Mm -hmm. so really being in a place of appreciation about that but kind of asking yourself the question okay well what is it that I'm here to 
kind of express in the world what feels important to me and allowing yourself to focus on that because one that is going to help you like talking about emotional eating again I think emotional eating or kind of mindless eating and not just eating any kind of kind of numbing um, activity that we might do so watching TV scrolling on social media all of those things we tend to do more of those when we're not feeling when we're not feeling fully expressed when we're kind of holding something back or we're just kind of in autopilot so I think that's that's really important in terms of that and it helps us to tune into okay well what you know what is going to feel good for me right now in terms of exercise or how we want to move our bodies um, but also it helps us to develop this this greater sense of appreciation and love for ourselves yeah. as a whole uh-huh. and that includes our bodies yeah. you know this has been a big one for me in terms of you know this has been a big shift from the good girl to being more unbound because you know for me part of being the good girl was looking a particular way yeah. and and kind of looking young was a part of that so I would always like even though I got my first gray hairs when I was about 14 um, and I dyed my hair for a long time it's like I've got to look a certain way and I would straighten my hair and you know I used to work in finance and I wanted to present this kind of perfect um, professional image and when I started doing this work around being unbound it's like well you know my hair dye that was a mask for me you know I was putting out this image that wasn't really me uh-huh. so I made the decision to stop dyeing my hair and allow my natural kind of gray and silver to come through and that was a huge thing for me in terms of body image because I would look in the mirror and I would see this woman who you know they would, it was a visible sign of aging uh-huh. and i I did. I looked older. I didn't get the same kind of attention that I would have got when I was like dyeing my hair and looking younger. But I feel so much more fully expressed and I know I'm being my true self. And so many women come up to me and go, oh my goodness, I would love to let my hair, um, let my gray come through, but it wouldn't look, you know, I'm sure it wouldn't look as nice as it does on you. Just, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Just feel free, you know, break free from what you feel you need to be doing and just, it, yeah, go for exactly. it. Exactly. Like when I met my husband, we at the same age and we met um, about 10 years ago and he had grey hair and everyone's like, oh my God, he's a silver fox, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and women don't, you know, no one says that about, even though actually more now, you know, grey hair is, is much more popular. Um, but it's still, I think it's still this journey of acceptance. So, you know, it's just thinking about how can I be more fully expressed in the world? Like continually asking yourself that question. I love it. I mean, I want to call girls silver foxes now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're <a> silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And um, so you spend quite a bit of time in America. Yes. And I, I say a lot, we need to be more American. Uh, I just, I feel like they're perhaps a bit ahead in terms of the well-being stuff. Would you agree? Or it, what I think it is, is they're probably a bit more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah. that's an awful stereotype, but 
as a whole, I find Americans a lot more open-minded than we could be quite close-minded, black and white in the UK, stiff upper lip. There's good work being done, but there's a lot to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it does depend on kind of way where you spend time in the States, like in any country, there's places that are different, but um you know i where i'm based in the states is upstate new york and i spend quite a lot of time in in new york city and yeah definitely there it does tend to be this kind of attitude of openness being open to new things and new ways of doing of doing things and seeing things which I find really expansive and it's interesting I was running a workshop with a friend in New York the other weekend and it was a mixture of people from the the UK and people from the States and one of my friends who was there from the UK she was like you're kind of half and half Nick you know you're kind of half British and half American uh -huh. she said so you know there is a little bit of that you know we've, I think we've all got that kind of bit of natural kind of reserve that us Brits have she said but but also you're able to kind of go there and be a bit more um kind of open-minded and, and fully expressed like the um the people from New York were tending to be so I like kind of having that that half and half yeah. but um I really enjoy spending time in both places because you know there's things I appreciate about, about both of them but certainly yeah there tends to be <sighs> a kind of yeah a, a greater sense of open-mindedness over that not necessarily healthy all the time though when it comes to like diet and food oh my goodness it can be challenging uh -huh. to find um kind of healthy options over there sometimes do you do you feel it's kind of one extreme to the next so either super super healthy yeah or just because I remember being in, uh, was it Planet Hollywood? Um, when I got to New York, I worked uh, in America when I was 19, mm. 18. Uh, and uh, I just remember the portions. And they were like, would you like a salad with that? A side salad. But the side salad was like <laughs> the equivalent to a large salad over here. Is it still, I'm, I'm dying to get back. I love America. But is it still yeah. like like that? Yeah, portion sizes. <laughs> it's like the, the the worrying thing is that I've start to got to started to get used to the portion sizes over there. So whereas before it'd be like, you know, eat half the meal and then say, Can I get a box to take the leftovers home? Uh -huh. Sometimes now it's like, oh actually I've eaten most of that. So <laughs> Yeah, because if it tastes good and it's being served up, you're like oh. no. I mean, what would your unbound self say to you? Exactly. <laughs> 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 well she's always like go for it but again it is that thing about checking it slowing down you know even when it comes to eating mm. it's like slowing down and like you know thinking actually do I want the rest of this yeah <laughs> do I need it it's so yeah. hard that's certainly something that's I, I did a mindful based living course and mindfulness is something I've been looking into for a few mm. years but um just slowing down and enjoying it rather than wolfing things back and not even thinking of not even being present not even appreciating it yeah. um but if I don't eat quickly then my hubs will take it I had big brothers who would steal my food <laughs> but these habits they're so hard to break it's it's 
you know, you've created the brain is, you know, you've created these pathways and your brain just wants to go on beast mode. You know, I've had people say to me, oh, I prefer eating quickly. It feels more satisfying. Um, and you can see what, why that is. But my, yeah. unbe- my unbound self is actually saying, chill out. Slow yeah. Down. Be mindful. Love that. You know, love my another thing I've been very clear of is vegetables. You know, get more vegetables in you, but really nice flavors. And um, it, I feel like we all have this choice. And this is just an example of many about what we should do. Or do I make a little bit more time and prepare something that's really nutritious and tasty? Or do I just rush and then grab that thing in the packet? My unbound self is saying, spend five minutes chopping, even though you feel you don't have the time. I feel that's the true essence of me, whereas there's this temptation to just, well, no, because I won't get that done. And then, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think the way, you know, and I've heard this said, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So kind of how you are around food and taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. around food will show up in all the other areas of your life. So if we're in this place of like rushing, Uh all the time and trying to like cram so much in Mm -hmm. and you know it's not about beating ourselves up about that because it's kind of it's what we're taught it's what we're conditioned to do um but you know as much as we can if we're just kind of you know checking in making space and doing things more slowly and it feels counterintuitive Mm -hmm. but you know as we've been talking about when you slow down you can actually get more done and you experience your life more fully and more richly. There's a sense of richness. Now, when you're making, when you're cooking fresh food, mm-hmm. it might take a bit longer. Actually, it doesn't even have to take that much, that much longer. Mm-hmm. We kind of have this expectation that it's going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all these ways that we can send messages to ourselves that actually... I'm worthy. I, I'm worthy of taking a bit more time to do this, to prepare my food, to go out for the walk, to, you know, check in with, do I actually want to do this? Or am I just saying yes, because it's expected? Yeah. You know, all of these ways that we can send messages to ourselves that no, um, you know, I am important and I'm going to prioritize myself. And your unbound self will always reward you for that (laughs) oh I love it I love it that's a really good mantra for people I am important oh yeah you know take the time so Mm -hmm. if you can get one thing out of this guys you are important take the time slow down a bit chill out the busier you feel the more you need it (laughs) yeah it's been honestly so good um now i'm conscious you've got another interview so thank you so much we're going to just sing out with a few lines and we'll start with get your freak on (laughs) get Get your freak on on. get your get your your freak on on. quiet shut your mouth unbound girl (laughs) good, good girl shut your mouth but then we kind of want to be nice to the good girl because she's, you know, she doesn't know any better. Yeah, good girl. We listen. We love you, good girl. But come on, come on here. And what was the other thing? Was it Lady Gaga? Yeah, born baby, this way. Maybe I was born this way. How does the chorus go? Do you know the words? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. I wanna. I'm on my way. No, no, no. I'm on the right path, baby. I was born this way. Yeah, the right path, the unbound path. 
love it love it yeah well you are fabulous thank you so much nicola you're amazing you've got a great energy you're doing amazing things great for the mojo big uh, fat big fat mojo injection right here yay. <laughs> i'll be taking that into me i'm gonna chill out i'm gonna be productive but at my own unbound pace oh. um, so thank you so much and oh. um, I will post the links to your amazing books and um, people can find you tune in with you and um, yeah massive thanks oh thank you so much Jojo it's been such a pleasure um, to for our unbound selves to connect like this yay I've loved it so thank <laughs> you so much thank you Right.